Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, Nathan Bell. Greg, this is number two. Dude, we're seasoned veterans now, man. I know. Look at us just... Just like old times, man. Just like old times. It is. No, I've been very eager to get back to this topic. Yes. Yeah, we are... uh, continuing our part two uh jesus without the junk yeah um what's interesting greg is when we when we were talking about you know the reboot of the podcast or the requill of the podcast uh we were kind of you know trying to decide do we do we change our name yeah you know what and and one of the names we were looking at was jesus without the junk yeah um, but instead, we decided to keep these go to 11. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was good. I, I can't remember if we talked about it on the last episode or not. But, uh, you know, we had such a following. We still had a fan base from it, uh, people who were excited for us to come back. And so we said, you know what? We're not going to change the name, but we are going to go ahead and make the title of our first two podcasts uh, Jesus Without the Junk. So, yeah. Uh, last week was part one. This is part two. And Greg, when we left off, briefly touched on, uh, actually fairly well talked about the thief on the cross. And right, so right. Uh, briefly this time, uh, just kind of recap us on on that. Oh, yeah. Thought yeah. that point. Dude, uh, thief on the cross, my favorite story. You know, I've yeah. often debated. What's my favorite? What changes? You know, as you read and study. Yeah. But The Thief on the Cross always stays there for me because of its clarity. It's so, again, unchurchy because, if you remember, he, his, what we might call by modern day Christian evangelical terms, a sinner's prayer, yeah. is a very sloppy, unpolished, yeah. unchurchy can you put it in a good word for me? Yeah. I mean, he says, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And the fact that Jesus confers assurance upon him, I don't think we said this last time, dude. It's been a week, so hopefully nobody remembers. If right. I'm repeating myself. Um, the, the fact that Jesus does not ask a prerequisite question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, dude, I'm what, sure. What do you know about Abraham? Yes, exactly. So, tell, tell me, yeah. can you name four of the Ten Commandments? Yes. Do you know what the proto evangelion is? Yes, exactly. Can you tell me if you're a sublapsarian, superlapsarian, or if you own a Labrador retriever? Tell me one <laughs> of these things. Um, you know, tongue in cheek here, obviously, but the fact that there isn't a prere- prerequisite question. I think you and I were talking earlier, dude. You know, I, you ever get in one of those surveys? Like, oh, I get a $20 Amazon card <laughs> yeah. if I do this. Dude, I, I, I never passed the prerequisites. Right. I guess they're, they're asking questions in a clever way that want to know, are you just like an old, bald, pot-bellied guy? Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need you to take this survey. Right. We need a young hipster right. or something. They, they ask in a uh, kind but of. But we're politically correct, so we can't just ask you that. We can't ask you that. But now that we know <laughs> that's who you are, you're just an old, bald dude. Um, you know, and you, and you get dropped because you don't pass the prerequisite. Yeah. No prerequisite. Yeah. To, uh, amazing. Um, doesn't ask him to clarify anything. Yeah. Receives the sloppy, unchurchy, sincere request and comes to faith. And last, I think, time, our kind of inaugural requill yeah. podcast was, I hope we accomplished that. I think we did. Yeah. Our listeners can tell us. Yeah. Uh, to really begin to talk about something that's going to govern all so many of our conversations. Yes. How do we get at the good stuff yeah. and separate the, the junk, you yeah. know, and. A popular term I, I know we'll probably do some podcasts about is deconstruction. Yes. People that were raised in a church setting, definitive Christian belief, and have deconstructed. Often that's used in a way of walking away from the faith, which yeah. is true of people that we both know of yeah. personally and by wider reputation. But um, there is a sense in which, well, Christians should always be deconstructing yeah what uh, to me that's just reforming yeah whatever stuff you realize you know what i used to think this and there was a lot of cultural junk there yeah right for instance dude yeah. here's here's a teaser we've talked about prayer before yeah a lightning bolt from heaven won't come down and kill us yeah. if we don't pray before we eat our dunkin donuts yeah. before we podcast <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, dude, I've talked to people that say, "Greg, I I can never not pray, yeah. or I feel something." And I would say, "Listen, understand it." And who's going to knock praying before right. a meal? It's a yeah. good thing. But uh, the Bible doesn't actually say that. Right. A Christian culture that you've been a part of says that. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, to kind of think, wait, what is what is Jesus? saying what's essential what is clear what are the things that are eh, kind of the way we've always done it the way we've thought about it yeah. and how can we deconstruct yeah separate that i think there's a healthy version of that so the thief on the cross is my my starting point yeah simple faith in wonderful jesus period well, and last time we talked about this idea um really what we're talking about is uh jesus plus yeah and last time we said that the only thing that should be Jesus plus is Jesus plus Jesus. That's Dude, it. that was, I'd love to say that was my quote. So you know what I'll do, Nathan? Yeah, just. I will <laughs> quote that by, you know, Sunday sermon and say, you know, I, I recently told my friend Nathan Bell something. Um, <laughs> And take credit for the quote. So if everybody, and he was so awe inspired that I decided I had to tell you guys. I had to tell you. Nathan was like, "That was, a, dude. No, I love it. Yeah. If there's a plus after Jesus, it's more Jesus. Yeah, dude. What a great. That's a sermon. Series, and that's dude. and that's what we should be focused on is is our relationship with Jesus. Yes. I mean, look at Jesus. What was his posture toward the Roman government? Yeah. If if you wanted to get a definitive view on the evils of government, wouldn't that be the perfect time for Jesus to be here under the authority of God the Father? Yeah. You know, God the Son saying, yeah, you know, uh, Caesar, uh, he, he's a glory hog. Yeah. You know, he's constantly trying to take glory away from my father and myself where it belongs. And so, uh, 
yeah, you don't you don't have to serve him. You don't have to right. honor him. In fact, what we get is in the book of Romans, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, saying, yeah, that uh, glory hog, you're supposed to honor him because guess who put him in charge? Oh, yeah, dude. And most scholars think, I think that was almost certainly Nero, yeah. who is in the hall of loser fame. Yeah. Of Roman emperors. I mean, this guy, wow. Yeah. Uh, but I but mean, again, that goes back to that Jesus plus, you know. Yeah. So when we talk about Jesus, what we're saying is, you know what? Uh, yes, we all have views on politics. We all have of views course. on the vaccine. We all have views on gun control. We yep. all have views on education. We all have views on these things. Maybe those get relegated to a tighter circle of people that you can nuance yourself. Oh, yeah. What I've really found more and more um, uh, as I've gotten older, I I never thought I'd be at the point where I'd be saying as I've gotten older, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm at that point. I see the gray. That's right. That's right. There's there's quite a bit around. That's right. (laughs) Scholarly and professorial. Um, What what I found more and more is that... uh, those conversations are sweeter in a smaller group of people. Because, yes. Because what I find is that without the junk of online, yep. I can have I can have more meaningful, nuanced conversations that actually I find more common ground with people than I do uncommon ground. Dude, thank you. Uh, it's the classic, the person, you know, it's the old adage, you can win the argument, lose the person yeah like dude when lisa and i have an argument i won it (laughs) i outdueled her (laughs) she was so frustrated she was so mad she couldn't think of response wow yeah life doesn't go well right i want to win her yeah uh and i don't mean that in some manipulative way i I, her affection her i want to sustain it i want her to know she matters Uh, hopefully right on my my best days so I, I, somebody asked me that question years ago. What do you get? <clears throat> Dude, I, I, I know we're a little off script here. Yeah, but that's, that's I, what I we do. This is gold. That's what we do. <laughs> um, I know of a guy. It sounds like such a pastor thing to say on a podcast years ago in my former church. But all those <laughs> things are true. And I don't think as so we know him. Uh, who had not talked to his adult son mm. in his 20s for two years. They had an argument, and um, it was very much case closed. And it, I just remember talking to this guy, and I, I now I think today I'd be more bold. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, back then I was probably in my late 20s. This yeah. is a guy in his mid-50s, so I was pretty uh, reticent to, uh, you know, jump in there and, and challenge him. But, I, it, man, you, doesn't your son matter? Mm-hmm. more than your argument yeah um the person always matters more than the argument yeah and i just think how does that play out yeah in so many across the board situations but uh, dude it's the same thing we know uh, you and i have both talked about this um i've gotten better i have a long way to go lisa's helped me with this a great deal um the practice of drawing blood with a keyboard mm. This person has ticked me off. I am going to write the email of you. I am going to slice and dice, Yeah, to quote Randy from Scream 1. Uh, (laughs) And I am going to 
um, so effectively dismantle this person. Yeah. And it's so different when you're face to face. Yeah. I mean, it, that can get heated when you're face to face. Yeah. But the the ease yeah. of crafting your statement, winning your argument, at least yeah. to your satisfaction, dude, it's something we're all susceptible to. Yeah. Well, and I think this is going to lead us um, into our the the predominance of what we're going to talk about today, which is um, the 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 street light. Oh our, yeah, yeah. Our red, yellow, green. Because are there are there things that we will go to the mat and die on? Yeah. I will literally die on this hill, absolutely. And that's yeah. not what we're saying. The things where, where that you look at the the essential of the gospel. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to die for that. Oh yeah, but I think there are things that we elevate to that level, mm-hmm. and that's what the Jesus Plus is. Yep. We, we take these green light or these yellow light issues, and we're going to explain this whole thing in just yeah. a moment, and we elevate them to the level of a red light. Right. And I want to go back for a few minutes before we actually fully dive into that, but because we mentioned one, the thief on the cross. Yeah. But I think we need to mention some others here. Yeah. The soldier who witnesses oh, the death of Christ. The soldier at the cross, yeah. What What's his knowledge? Yeah. I mean, he's literally sitting here putting Christ to death. Yeah. And the statement that he makes, this is the son of God. Dude, uh, with the help of a brilliant commentary by uh, William Lane, when I preached Mark years ago, he's the first person I think. Maybe I was taught this in seminary, but I don't remember. Yeah. So I, I learned it in preparation for a series I did on Mark's gospel. Um, and I'm I'm... I wish I had a, a quote because I remember there was a quote that was so beautifully summarized. But he basically shows that it looks like Mark organized the entire structure of the gospel mm-hmm. that he wrote, those 16 chapters, to highlight two confessions. One falls right in the middle, Caesarea mm-hmm. Philippi. I think you alluded to it on the last podcast. Yeah. Who do you say that I am, Jesus yeah. asked. Well, some say this, some say that, some that. Yeah, no, no, no. Who do you say that I am? Yeah. It's always a personal encounter. Peter says, you are the Christ, yep. the, the Mashiach, the long-awaited one. He identifies Jesus fully. It's it's a beautiful moment. And, of course, you know, flesh and blood mm-hmm. uh, has not revealed this to you. Matthew has a little more detail uh, than Mark, but my father has. It's this high moment. The other confession is the soldier yeah. at the foot of the cross. Truly, this man was the son of God. So it looks as if you got the first half of the book that leads to that confession from a representative of the Jewish world. Yeah. The second half of the book leads to the confession of the Roman soldier, the representative from the Gentile world. Yeah. Both pointing this character I've told you about. He's the son of God. Yeah. Follow him. Put your trust in him. Oh, gives you the chills. So that soldier... Nathan, remember we were geeking out a little before this. People have wondered. I I don't think it's provable, but it's interesting. Yeah. Luke is the only one who gives us the story of the thief on the cross. Yeah. Matthew tells us about the crucifixion, doesn't tell us that. Um, uh, You know, Mark, uh, uh, John, but we don't get that detail except in Luke. What's unique about Luke's gospel? He's the one who did the massive research. Yeah. 
Uh, Mark did too, but it looks like Mark got most of his from Peter. Yeah. Where Luke tells you at the start, I went out and I interviewed yeah, I, yeah. a billion people yeah. is what it feels like, right? He was the he was the Luke's quintessential the academic. I mean, he's the doctor. He's so, the doctor. He's yeah. the researcher. Yeah. He's going to get his hard facts right. So he runs out to all these people, talks to them about what they experienced. Did he get that story from that soldier? Mm. I don't know that, but it's it just it, oh, doesn't that just make your hair yeah. stand up? Like, did the because you made a good point, Nathan. We we often sometimes picture these conversations on the cross like Shakespearean yeah. actors in the Globe Theater. Yeah, Jesus, will you this day? Right. Here, you know, Father, Father, yes. forgive them. And you made the point that well, when Jesus cries out, Eli, Eli, you, the it reports that was a great pickup. The crowds, what's he saying? Yeah, you know, and that one, he, he's crying out with the strength that he has which is very little uh so if you think about this the here's the thief on the cross story is the soldier who's right there at the foot of the cross hearing the conversation did that play in yeah these are the questions we have to list for heaven yes um but what did he know yeah to your point yeah uh, well, he was on post in Jerusalem. Right. He wasn't following Jesus. Jesus doesn't get there, really, other than a few times throughout his ministry till the last week of his life. Right. And, and I think what's interesting about that is, is again, you point out this is, this is a Gentile. Yeah. Not only what did he know, know or understand about Jesus, what did he know or understand about the, the Jewish culture and heritage to even point him toward, toward the living God, toward the true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Incredible. I mean— you know, this is a complete stranger to the faith. He yep. is on post in Jerusalem, which by all accounts is a backwater town for the Roman soldiers to be invested and involved in. I mean, this yep. is a post that historically, I think we both agree, nobody wanted to no, be there. No, Pilate certainly didn't. I you mean, know? that's pretty much proven beyond a doubt. Uh, had no interest in being there. And uh, we get those those glimpses that man this this is a revelation and a confession yes. that we have and i think to me this is what the gospel is showing us this is what christ is showing us that what is the green light yeah the green you know what is the yellow light what is the red light the red light is christ mm. you know we go to uh the the uh Philippian jailer, mm. what what does he know about Christ, right? I mean, you know, his whole world is rocked by the fact that he thinks his prisoners have just escaped. Yeah, His whole world is rocked by the fact that he thinks he's about to lose his life. And before he's about to take his life, yeah. you know, Paul cries out to him, no, stop, we're right. still here. And that what must I do to be saved? Right, right. You know, and, Believe and on the Lord yeah. Jesus. You know, I mean, it's just the simplicity, Nathan. Another, another great story. So, um, let's take that. We're, we're seeing that's Jesus. Yeah. It's simple. It's beautiful. It's not churchy. It's not yeah. prerequisite driven. You've got to know all these yeah. things. Jump through all these hoops. It's the red. It's essential. It's this essential. is what we would die for. So let me walk through that illustration, Nathan, because yeah. we get to say for the first time. We're going to have something available where, Nathan? In the show notes. Yes. I always love when podcasts say, uh, we're going to put that in the show notes. That's right. To which I'm always nodding like, yes, whispering, 
what are show notes? Right. Um, but whatever format you're looking at, um, you can um, look at the description. It could take you to our website, which is, uh, I always forget, Nathan, uh, vescoto11.com, I think, or, yeah, or something like podcast that. Podcast 11 at, yeah, yes. something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll provide it. it. Yeah, we'll provide it. It'll be there. But this is, a, well, I think we'll have it there in PDF format yep. for you if you want to look at this. In the early years, Nathan, of CFC, yeah. our church, I did this a lot. And for years, it's kind of gone dormant. Yeah. And a lot of the OG remember, yeah. um, hey, what is the, uh, the, where's that red light, yellow light, green light? It's become more important. Yes. Recently, I, we've been involved in some conversations with people about uh, creation, Mm-hmm. The age of the earth, mm-hmm. and we might save that for another topic. Yeah, I think we I think did so. it years ago, but it yep. might might be due. But we don't have to go there right now. So it sort of forced this issue for me to revisit this early CFC graphic yeah. that I used to use. So here's what it is: it, you don't need to have it right in front of you. It's just picture a traffic light. Yeah, red at the top, yellow in the middle, green at the bottom. Although I think somebody told me yellow might be at the bottom. I don't know. I'll have to look when I leave here today. But uh, imagine yellow, I'm sorry, red, yellow, green yeah. uh, from top to bottom. Red light are the absolutes. Yes. Kind of what we're saying. The, these are the essential things. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll skip to green light. Yeah. Green light are what we would call preferences. Yeah. Preferences are things that are just like that. Like you and I could talk to Nathan, hey, what, what Bible are you reading out of today? I, you know, I've really come to like... A friend of mine here at church has said he's kind of rediscovering the uh, the new American standard, mm-hmm. which fell out of yeah. use for a number of years. It's awesome. It's good translation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm kind of using the ESV. I've gotten very mm-hmm. used to it, very familiar. A lot of people, I was in a Bible study the other day, the NIV. Mm-hmm. There's some preferences there. Yeah. You don't lose any sleep. Oh, cool. Yeah, you like that? Good, good, good. Um, the middle category is where things get yeah. hairy. Um and that is convictions. Yeah. So to walk through that really quickly, let me give you a, a quick example because yeah. I think you're going to draw me out a little bit yeah. to comment on a few. Yeah. How would we apply this separating Jesus from junk? Yeah. Or we might say absolutes from preferences and yeah. dealing with convictions carefully. Take something like the end times. If you want the 10 cent word, it's eschatology. Yep. Doctrine of the last things. Yes. So when you hear, think about things like the return of Jesus or you hear things about the rapture, yep. antichrist, tribulation, it falls in that broad category, eschatology, mm-hmm. the end times. Um, there, Dude, there are a billion views. Yeah. Uh, about 15 years ago, man, I was for about six months immersed Studying, studying, reading everything that I could. I got interested in seminary, pulled back for a while, got reinterested again. So let me just start. The the, the big three, Yeah. and if you're listening, you don't have to know this, uh, what they are, premillennial, postmillennial, amillennial. Within each of those systems, you've got a billion subsystems. Yeah. So premillennial, you might have, uh, oh, I'm pre-trib, uh, I'm, you know, Historic prib, dispensational, dispensational trib. Yeah. I'm pre-wrath rapture. I'm post-wrath rapture. Oh, I'm post-tribulation rapture. I'm mid-tribulation. Woo! Right. And dude, there and that's are that's just one subset. That's of, one subset. Yeah. There are volumes galore on yeah. all these things. If you want to knock yourself out, go yeah. For it. Um, here's my thought on that. What's the 
absolute? What's the LCD, right? The least common denominator. Yeah. If I'm sitting in a room with 10 people and all 10 people express a nuanced and different position, yeah. I, here's what I'm going to do. Hey, can I ask everybody here? Some brilliant people in this room. Is Jesus coming back to earth? I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. Is he going to set everything right? Yes. Is he going to forever vanquish evil and usher in his perfect eternal kingdom? Yes. I'm cool. I'm good. Right. Yeah. That's an absolute. Yeah. By the way, it's in our ancient creeds. Right. He's returning to judge the living and the dead. Yes. This is where I say, dude, that that absolute category is very tied in yeah. to those creeds. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to we're going to do a podcast on the creeds uh, in the new year. At some yeah. point, we've got a guy who uh, has already agreed to come on and That's join awesome. us. Uh, Justin Estrada, who uh, is the chaplain and uh, over at Redeemer Classical Christian School, uh, is also the pastor of Redeemer Church. Um, and he, dude, is brilliant, like Oxford educated. Awesome, like, so I don't have to pretend to try to be smart. That's in right. This podcast. That's right. We're just going to let him do that. Good. And uh, I'm going to just eat a donut. Uh, the guy just phenomenal. But he's going to come on and we're going to talk about the creeds. One of the things that we were talking about beforehand, Greg, because the creeds are the things, again, those are the red lights. Those are the things that we would die for. You go to the mat for. Yeah. You like have to. There's, there's no question. Everything you see, whether it's the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, mm-hmm. that's what we will go to the mat for. That's what we will die for. However, do I have to know everything in those creeds to be a believer? Oh, that could almost be a separate podcast. Uh, let me give my short answer. Uh, well, uh, if, if so... That means the thief on the cross yeah. knew them. I suspect, highly suspect, yeah. he did not. Yeah. So in many ways, what we're talking about is a guide book for the growing disciple yes. of Jesus. Yes. What are the essentials? What are the convictions? Yes. What are the preferences? So, um, Dude, do you want to throw out a couple and I'll try to take a stab at yeah. walking through them? Uh, so I, I feel like this topic has died down a little bit over the years, but it was a really hot topic uh, a few years ago. Uh, do I uh, send my children to the devil school, which is public school? Mm, come on. Do I send them to the private Christian school, which is, you know, uh, slightly which is better because at least they're they're teaching the word of God. Or do I take ownership of my children's education oh, because it is yeah. my God ordained yeah. Uh, yeah. right and privilege to raise my children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord? Yes. Um, I, I feel like this topic has mellowed a little bit over the years. I do too. I do too. Um, I'm we, with you. We I may remember see a resurgence of it because I, I remember a time where it was a pretty burning oh, yeah. issue. I think you do too. Um, it's funny at different stages of my kids' lives. Yeah, I've seen it. Great topic, dude. Um, let me take a stab at it. Yeah. First of all, I I hope this goes towards credibility. Lisa and I have done all three. Yeah. Uh, we tried homeschooling the shortest amount of time with one of our four. Yep. Uh, it was hard. <laughs> and on paper, we're the perfect fit. Right. I mean, I'm English history, Lisa's math, science. Yep. Oh, come on. We should cover all this. Woo! It was tough. So first of all, I know some, and you do too, know some uh, homeschool parents that are doing amazing oh, yeah. jobs yeah. Uh, with, with homeschool. And I, my hat is off to them. I think it is one of the hardest, most arduous things to do. Um, and they've done public school yep. most recently. Yep. Uh, all of our kids are in some measure or another in public school right now. 
because my daughter went to a, a non-Christian college, mm -hmm. uh, Washington and Lee. And my son, Ben, is at College Park, Maryland right now. And my uh, other two are in Harford County Public yeah. Schools. So, um, and we did private school where you and I met. Yes. And Joy and I met. Uh, I taught at two private Christian schools. Uh, so I feel like I can comment on this. A lot of passion yeah. uh, for all of these things. And again, here's what I would say. Mm -hmm. A lot of passion, and I respect it. Mm -hmm. Often what people do, they find a scriptural statement, Yeah, which is, we'd say the absolute cat. Most people would say, yeah, parents should raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You're hard-pressed if you're a Jesus follower. To do. I disagree with that. <laughs> Um, you're you're going to say, yeah, but what people often do, they work from that. Therefore, right. you got to watch the therefores. Right. You start coming further down the scale. You, you've you left scripture, and I don't mean in a, in a bad way, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. deviated right, from scripture. Right. I just mean you're now you're working through some logical, applicational points. You know, in my area, I fear that the public school might be doing this. I fear that private school that I heard my friend who went there said it was kind of weak on the you know you work through things and you you get you start with the fear and admonition of the Lord that's the absolute that should unite yes. all three choices yes so here's my thing Lisa and I have kids in public school right now they hear all kinds of stuff sure this is what we've chosen to do we talk to them right our number one commitment as parents is all we ever really want to do is keep the lines of communication open. Yeah. Especially as they get older. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know what I mean, I, I, my 24-year-old and 19-year-old right. aren't calling us, Mom, Dad, tell me what to think and do about this. They're right. living life, and you, you hope that a lot of things you've taught might stick. The good stuff, yeah. the bad stuff will fall by the wayside. So the absolute never changes. Yeah. The application and sub-applications of those absolutes, yeah. that's what often leads to choices. I think all those choices should be respected. Mm -hmm. And years ago, I was telling this beforehand, I did have a lady that came to the church, told me the reason she wasn't going to stay is, and it's funny, she never asked me. I, I wonder if she assumed I was homeschooling. Right. At the time, I was not. Yeah. Um, the, I couldn't believe how few parents homeschooled, mm. so I can't be at this church. Here's what I would say. I have no problem with her conviction to homeschool. Mm -hmm. I have a pretty significant problem with elevating homeschool. Yes to absolute Jesus, thief on the cross, gospel level yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, um, and I would say that about anything. Yeah. Uh, say you were, no, public school, we should be wise stewards. Our taxes already pay for this. We should be missionaries and missionary lights. If somebody were to uh, to adopt this, this is what all of us should do. Right. The all is where you have to yeah. be really careful. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I've always heard, dude, the old adage, um, the definition of legalism is when I make my elective yeah. your requirement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the red light, yellow light, green light, you get, this falls in the category of the yellow light. Yeah. Because there's passion. I always define a yellow light as things I believe maybe as strongly as I do absolutes, yet I accord them less weight. Yeah. So – you know, Nathan, I believe, I've studied this issue a lot, I'm still convinced the best form of government in a church is a plurality community. Yeah. Elders, yeah. we call oversight team, we call them. Yeah. I land on that. That's where I land. I believe that, and I actually can find more scriptures on that than I can for some other topics, like 
uh, uh, the Trinity. Right, I can find right. scriptures on the Trinity, of course, but I accord more weight yes. to the Trinity, far more yeah. than a form of government. Yeah. So um, it, it falls because there's just too many wonderful Christians. Yeah. Uh, that God's doing amazing things through their churches and their lives that have a different government. We yeah. can debate it. We can get passionate even. Yes. As long as at the end of the day, hey, yeah, you're my brother. I think red lights, you know, as we're talking through this, red lights are, are universal. Yes. Red lights are universal. Everyone, by law, should stop at the red light. The yellow light, there's some Ooh, give and take there. I've never thought of it. That's you good. Know, there's I, some give and take. Some, some can, might say the I yellow can light, it. you need to stop. Yeah. Uh, others say, you know what? It's the yellow light. I'm, I'm going to go through. Yes. Um, and so there's some give and take on that. You know, so for the individual, it's, well, a yellow light's just as good as red. I'm going to, I'm. Uh, this is where I stop. This is where I hold my ground. Yeah. But that's not where everybody holds their ground. I agree, dude. The easiest thing in the world to do, I always call it, is the church van approach. Yeah. You take every belief the church has and wrap it around three times the the church van. Uh, we're first Christian church of, I don't know, Tulsa. Right. Uh, we're independent, King James only, fundamental, um, premillennial, uh, dispensation. You know what I mean? That yeah. Every yeah. single thing wraps around the same. One sense... The attraction to that is, oh, everything's a red light. Right. I, I don't think life works like that. Right. Life's messy. Yeah. People are complicated. Not everybody looks at things as we look at scripture and we don't see. I mean, my word, dude. Yeah. Has there been a consensus in 2,000 years of history on right. spiritual gifts? Right. Has there been a consensus in 2,000 years of history on um even the hard questions the destiny of those who have not heard yeah you won't find one monolithic answer right. to those questions you will find good deal of diversity right. so i would augment one thing you said about i didn't I, I like what you say about the yellow light um that there is some freedom there some people would stop some people would go through i'm going to start adding that and again i'll take full credit for the quote absolutely uh but <laughs> I'd expect nothing less, Greg. <laughs> yes. I always say the yellow light, in general, when you think of a yellow light, you teach your kids, it means slow down. Yeah. Ooh, you're coming up on a yellow light. You might have time to go through it. You might not. But so I would say we slow down with each other. Yes. We're the, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. You're really passionate about this homeschool issue. You're yeah. passionate about this other issue. I think we should learn to talk. I think there's a way to healthily debate. Yeah. Uh, as long as at the end of it, we can say, hey, listen. This is not a red light issue. Right. But a lot of people, and all of us can do this, can elevate those issues yeah. to red light status. Yeah. And and that's where that's where we get the Jesus plus. Yeah. And that's you know And you get a lot of junk yeah. in yeah. that plus. And that's and that's the reality. I mean, again, this is Jesus without the junk is what yeah. we're talking about here. You know, I mean, what is the red light? And and, and let me encourage you if um if you're wondering, like, okay, what is, what are the red light issues? Like, you know, and I think, Greg, you would agree with me. If you're wondering what those are, look up the Apostles' Creed. Look up the Nicene yeah. Creed. I think they give us the clearest yeah. guidance. I really yeah. do, dude. I mean, if you think about it, nature of God, yeah. sin, yep. salvation, nature Jesus. Of Jesus, nature of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Like, you yes. know, what is going to happen, the, the nature of the church. Yep. You know, I mean, this is, those are the big ones right there. God yep. the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and 
and his bride, the church. Yep, absolutely, dude. Yeah, um, and that's in that's in both of those. I think I think that the nice thing about the Nicene is it does a little more work with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it, it's it is. It um, and some of the language is a little different. Yeah. So there, there's actually it's a less known creed. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people, I don't know how many people listening, grew up um, often in in what I think of as more what's mainline Protestant, right. Methodist, Lutheran. Uh, churches where uh, uh, the Apostles' Creed, yes. I believe right. in uh, God the Father right. Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, yeah. and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Great um, Rich Mullins song, too. Oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, I love that. Man, we could do a whole thing on Rich Mullins. Oh, I know. So good. Hit me with another, dude. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, entertainment, because we, uh, when we were doing the podcast in the past, we had a lot of entertainment that we did and so i think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna pick that up uh uh dude if, uh, uh yeah but we better uh <laughs> because i i want to come back every That's week right, right? Uh, <laughs> no yeah of course um and it's just so we talk about universality I mean, oh yeah different forms we all have different you know, strokes etc but yeah entertainment's a big deal you know so not only breaking that down into personal preference because uh different people have different sensibilities and we've we've talked about that before you know there are certain people uh, i i had a friend growing up who really could not watch violent movies because yeah. he himself would get amped up yep uh just you know he that was his personality he was already a really kind of high strung person and yeah. so seeing that type of action would just kind of juice him up even more and so for him it was difficult to watch those things yeah uh, because of of how he you know his his internal feelings with them right uh, I have no problem with that my yeah. my personality is uh, fairly mellow except for when I get behind the wheel of a car um, yeah uh, my wife always says I'm Bruce Banner until I get behind the steering wheel and then I'm the Hulk don't um, make me yeah angry. oh and yeah there's there's Nathan, all sorts I wouldn't of things like you that when you're angry. test my what sanctification about when people don't like you when you're not angry that's a, well, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> that's right that's it's that's, like, yeah, that's my a problem, yeah, but I, people don't like me when i'm not angry so yeah and and i think you know we can respect that but but one of the things that i i think has become more the things that you might let your children watch let's yeah. let's talk about that for a little bit because i think great that, one you know, dude great one um this is where things get this talk about an exercise for unity among like-minded mm -hmm. followers of Christ and how how this works um I think your point about your friend is interesting let me say dude I've got four I Lisa and I gave I didn't have an age yeah because each kid is different yeah I've had some that are 13 14 that I think this content would be too much. Yeah. I've had some when they were 12. They're fine. Yeah. And, dude, I tr I think we need to extend that trust to parents yeah. that they know their kids. Um, but at the same time, I think you need to advocate for your kid. This, this often becomes an issue with sleepovers. Like, here's what we tell Isaac. Isaac, uh, you know, uh, I pick him because he's kind of my prime teenager right now. Yeah. Right? He's uh, just turned 16. So when he's hanging with friends, actually at 16, it's it changed a little bit. I recognize his friends come from different families with different standards on all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I think that love, right, is the ethic you want to lead with. And uh, we don't want to have something on 
yeah. that your friend does. So we're just not going to do that. Yeah. So that's part of it. Like, it's not, well, you're in our house, and in our house we watch Breaking right. Bad because my dad will kill me if we don't. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's part of their discipleship experience. That's right. So <laughs> uh, uh, they have to watch it. Um, I don't make them read Stephen King uh, until they're 18. Um, no, I'm just kidding on that. But, I, um, you know, there, there are choices that we make, I think, per child. When we talk to other students, like, I mean, dude, uh, it, it, we've talked about this a hundred times. Yeah. It's the classic, start trying to draw the line and tell me how sturdily that stands. Right. R-rated movies. Well, well which one? You're right. talking about Saw? Hear ya. You're talking about Saving Private Ryan. Right. You're talking about 1917? Brilliant World War One epic Dunkirk, yeah. uh, where there's some incredible content there, some incredible drama stories. Uh, you're talking about this gratuitous thing. It it becomes so. I I don't even think we can make it as simple as that. Right. I I honestly have always said, parents, I trust you. Yeah. I respect your choices with your kids. Yeah. I hope you'll do the same with with me. Yeah. Because on this one, dude. The absolute, right? And yeah. often what people will say, right. I'm just, I don't want to be afraid, Philippians 4, right. whatsoever things are lovely. What things are, I say, I'd be very careful about that application right. because I was an English major. Yeah. You probably don't want to read a lot of Shakespeare. Right. Don't read the play Titus Andronicus, which inspired a scene in Game of Thrones where the two sons cut up their mother and bake her body parts in a pie. Right. But that's Shakespeare. Right. Yeah, and it's it's gross and right. shocking and gratuitous. So I would say even when, when we rely on that, a lot of times people think whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever things are pure, dwell on these things, and how dare you watch. So, well, I mean, you got to be careful because right. can, can you watch the evening news? Right. Well, could dare I say, can you read the Bible? Well, I was going to mention that. You too. know, like the, the reality is the Bible is not a G, PG or even PG 13 book. Right. Um, the, the Bible is very real. Right. And I think when we look at the Bible, the, the point isn't the actions of humanity. The point is the actions of humanity are to point us to the fact that we need a savior. And you pivot Yes. From the dark stuff. Yes. Right. And that's a discipleship moment. Yes. I, dude, I, let me talk Breaking Bad a little bit. Yeah. One of the reasons we've talked, I love Breaking Bad so much, is it is, to me, it's- And my, I still have yet to repent of my sins. Which, dude, <laughs> that's that's a whole podcast arc. <laughs> a series of podcasts we'll get to. Uh, Breaking Bad, yeah. uh, to me, is modern Shakespeare. You know, uh, I, I really believe it. I actually think it's very similar to the yeah. story of Macbeth. Zach Bartles, this is for you. Zach, listen, Shakespeare, Breaking Bad. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, I've had with my my boys especially mm. the best conversations mm. about human depravity. Yeah. You, and you know what's lovely, in my opinion, me spending time with them, mm -hmm. talking about what a train wreck we are. Yeah. And how we have to have Jesus. Yeah. And to be able to use something that riveted them and that was cool. If if I see signs that either of my boys wants to start building a crystal meth lab in our right. basement. I'm going to intervene. Right. As of date, today, 2022, yeah. that has yet to happen. Yeah. So I would say 
that issue we approach again, like all these things. Right. Charity. There is no, the scripture talks usually about these things in the most general sense. Right. And then the Holy Spirit in us, the community of which we're a part, the sharpening of each other. Right. We work those things out. And wouldn't you know, we all work them out differently. Right. It's funny, we all vacation different places. Yeah. We put our money in different places. Yeah. Right? We send our kids to different schools to the last point. And I think we can bring that same thing here. Well, and what's interesting is we we talk about uh, the gifts of God, the gifts that God gives us as individuals, you know, and, and to each their own. God has appointed certain gifts to different people, and we celebrate that. But when it comes to those conscience decisions— because I think that's what we're ultimately getting at here is, yeah. is the conscience. Yeah. We now want everyone's conscience to look and act and be like ours. Like ours, yeah. And uh, that that's problematic. You know, I celebrate the person who, uh, when they look at alcohol, they can't go anywhere near it because oh, they, sure. it reminds them of a life that they are trying to move beyond, that God is trying to redeem them from. Yeah. When I look at alcohol, I celebrate. Sure. And I, but I celebrate the fact that, you know what, I'm thankful for the fact that I, God led me into a different path. But I've, I've talked about this before in the podcast. If, if you never, heard me speak about my life you can go back and listen to our backlog like my issue growing up with pornography like there are a lot of things that i have to be very careful with what i watch yeah and i have to be very uh sensitive to uh scenes and to movies and you know you and i talked about this there 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 are shows that you will talk about it's like dude you just you got to get into it and it's like i i would love to and Uh, i celebrate the fact that you can watch that Mm -hmm. but I just I can't because it it brings my level to something that's different and it it for it, it brings my mind to a place that I don't want to go. And Nathan and I love that because what that does in our friendship yeah is it makes me more aware of you you of me. Yeah. And it like that's what life is. Yeah. That's what a relationship is yeah. and you're learning like dude, there are certain things um, that Lisa and I We'll talk about it, and I, I, she's sensitive about. And in my mind, I'm like, well, why, why is she sensitive about that? Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Right. She is. Right. There's things I'm sensitive about that she's thinking, my goodness, great. But that's what love is. Right. And you serve each other, and you support each other, and you learn each other. Hey, you know, and sometimes, yeah, I'm not going to mention that. Yeah, dude, on that stuff for me, like to the alcohol thing really quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness, one of my dearest friends was a uh, an alcoholic for 17 years. Mm-hmm. You know, one of his stories he tells before uh, his faith experience, uh, he w- woke up in a cell. Mm-hmm. He knew he was partying with friends. This is a long time ago. It's yeah, 80s. Yeah. He gets his phone call. It's like a scene in a, in a TV show or something. And he, he's on the, the pay phone in, in the hallway, and he, he calls, and he gets the old sound. I'm going to really date myself here. That goes, doo-doo-doo, the number you have reached, and is outside the calling zone or something. What? Mm. Guard, where am I? He thinks he's in southwest Baltimore. He's in Connecticut. Oh, wow. That's how gone he was, dude. So this friend of mine, he's a dear man. He cannot drink alcohol Mm -hmm. a drop. He experimented a few years ago. It went terribly bad, Mm -hmm. and all the old demons came crashing back. Mm -hmm. So, dude, 
what do you think I'm going to do if that guy's at my house? Oh, we're not serving yeah. that. Now he says he doesn't care. Yeah, but I don't want to. Right. Because of my love for him. Right. And I just think, I mean, sometimes we're going to have to. We don't need to lead by positions. Yeah. Right. We need to lead by love. Yeah. And let that love determine how we're going to help each other yeah. and support. Yes, uh, dude. Uh, you and I both believe. That. I believe we are free. Yeah. To drink alcohol. I don't think Jesus' first miracle was turning uh, water <laughs> into Welch's. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Be not drunk with Welch's. Right. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, it was wine. Yeah. And it was good wine. Yeah. Potent and had a. Yeah. Uh, well, when mellowing you effect. Yeah, when you understand wine, like all all the descriptions of what Christ did um, in in turning the water into wine, like they noticed. Yes. Um, and again, the wine skins and all of that stuff. Like, there's actually some technical stuff that's going on there oh, yeah. that gives us clues that this is strong alcoholic drink. Oh yeah. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It was cultural. It was, it was part of the celebratory nature of, of yeah. the weddings and. Uh, you know, the, it's there, and and yes, we balance that with alcoholism and, and addictive behavior yep. is a serious issue in our society. We need to deal with it in love, and yep. we, we kind of work that out. The safest thing to do would be what some older fundamental churches do: move it up to absolute. It uh, that's safer. Yeah, it's not real. It's not authentic. It's yeah. not life. I don't think it's scripture. I think right. it's culture. Uh, to live by this traffic light, yeah. you know, absolute convictions, and I'll be the first to admit, it can get a little messy. Yeah. But I think it at least gives us a framework to talk about how do we separate Jesus and the real stuff from the cultural stuff and the junk. Yes. Yeah. No, and uh, that's great. We're actually, um, we are running low on L- Running time. low. Um, and... Greg, what has been so great? Uh, I remember uh, last week we had our discussion, and this week I, I feel like we could have and could go on. Oh, for easily! Yeah, I've got about more. six other topics I mean, that I'm thinking about, but there uh, is time in future. That's yes. right. That's right. We've got time, so we're gonna uh, wind some things down on here. Don't forget, we're gonna put some of these uh, things in the show notes. Um, Again, one of the things that we're so looking forward to. Stay tuned uh, for next week's episode because next week's episode we have two guests that are yes. joining us yes. uh, to talk Christmas movies. Come on. So we're we're doing our Christmas couple Christmas episodes. Oh, are we doing movies and media first, and then music? And then we're going to do music. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, I can't wait. Uh, yep. That was an old tradition, dude. Yes. And um, I call it the anti Matt Smith tradition because he's the uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Matt loves Jesus. Not a big fan of the Christmas season. That's funny. You can ridicule him for that if you're listening. But we are excited because when we get to the music piece, we got some special things that we're going to be talking yes, about. Yes, so. we are. And there's some irony in yes. that, too. So uh, until next time, Greg, we just rocked the Casbah. Yes, we did. Thank you again for listening to these Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.